Hi. Hello. How's it going? Ah. <laughs> How are you doing? I am good. How are you? I know. Surviving. Living. Existing. Adulting. Existing. Have you reached the pinnacle of adulthood yet? No, no. I'm a neck. <laughs> so sad. You should really do that. <laughs> Although the almanac has really kind of just not helped me because it doesn't start until next month. Mm, so yes. I have to just try to figure out the rest of this month. Wait, you mean the almanac doesn't follow the fiscal year bullshit that the rest of the government follows? Uh, correct. It starts in November of this year. That's a little and goes through strange. October next year? Uh, I actually think it goes all the way through December of next year. Hmm. I think I have to look again. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I have not been able to sleep all week. All week. It must be in the air or something. I'm, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure that, um, Saturn and the moon and probably Jupiter, and we're going to throw Pluto in there just for good measure. I'm pretty sure they're all aligned right above my house. Well, Pluto's not a planet, so. Well, it was when we were children, and I refuse to say that it's just a solid <laughs> rock. So That has Pluto. an orbit around the sun. Yes, exactly. don't worry. I understand. I'm just letting Pluto you know. Pluto will always be a planet in my heart. Yeah, don't so. worry. Me too. I was okay. just letting you know what the experts are saying. Well, the experts can kiss my ass. Pluto is a planet. That's just the way it is. <laughs> All right. So your home planet is aligned with Jupiter, some kind of comet, probably an asteroid headed towards Earth, Pluto. And this is why I can't sleep, I'm pretty sure. Is your is Uranus like in that mix as well? I Well, I'm sure. <laughs> my, my ass is always showing. <laughs> All right. Well. Did the Z-Quill, did you ever take Z-Quill? Give that a I go? did. As a matter of fact, I took two of them. Let's see. Thursday? Wednesday yeah. or Thursday. And I took them at like 6 o'clock because usually it takes about two hours before I actually start feeling any effect. But by 11.30, I was still like, you going to kick in? <laughs> I <laughs> work tomorrow. Is there any, any chance of you kicking in? So... And like last night, I couldn't. It was after one o'clock before I could actually. And then when I do go to sleep, like I'm half awake, half asleep. Yep. So I have not been able to like zonk out. However, after this podcast, I'm probably going to take four of them, bitches. Yeah. And <laughs> like, hope for the best. Sleep the night. Yeah. But. Well, uh, you could give that a go. Fingers crossed. We'll see. We'll maybe, see. Maybe it's just the, the fact that it's October now. I still haven't decorated my door. I might do that after this. Oh. I know. Fucking blasphemy. And I have so much room for more decorations, and I'm so excited. I'm so Eric glad. said he was going to have to start a GoFundMe account for my Halloween addiction. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. Not, you I'm not going to argue. Yep. Yep, no arguments here. That's funny. Um, I tried something this week. Okay. Actually, yesterday. So you know me. I do not branch. Nope. Wait, what I are we talking about? I know. We talking about food or just in general? Well, so I decided every Saturday they've got this little like farmers market up at the our little downtown area. Yep. And so I was like, well, let's just go scope it out and see. You know, all the goods and be nosy and, you know, just get out of the house. 
So we went there and we were walking around and this guy. <laughs> oh, it's so crazy. Anyways, this guy for a living gets mushrooms. Okay. And moss. And you can, he gets mushrooms that you can cook. Okay. He does not play with the fun mushrooms. Okay. And the moss makes, he makes tea out of it. And apparently okay. this certain kind of moss has more antioxidants than blueberries do. And if I heard him correctly, I'm, it was a lot to take in in a short amount of span, like short amount of time. But if I remember correctly, the little sip of moss tea that we tried had more antioxidants than like a thousand bushels of blueberries or something like that. So I really feel like not only am I good with the whole branching thing for the next few years, (laughs) but I probably don't need any more antioxidants the rest of my life. (laughs) I'm not sure if that's how that works, but I'm rolling with it. (laughs) And how did this moss tea taste? Um, so when I first put the moss tea in my mouth, I was pretty sure you know, before I even put the little cup up to my mouth, I was pretty sure it was going to be one of those just involuntary vomit moments. Yep. But then the tea made it into the mouth, and it wasn't horrible. Oh, well, that's good. But then, after I swallowed it, there was this funky, mossy <laughs> aftertaste. <laughs> and I had nothing to get it out with. And so we walked around the rest of the little fair with this moss breath mm-hmm. and, well and then this poor lady she was very sweet she gave us some granola stuff that's all natural and so here oh i branched twice oh, i tried okay. the all natural granola thing and that was actually really good it really was pretty flavorful for being all natural you know nuts and oats type thing yeah so that was actually pretty good Kind of tastes like honey. It was really good. Have you not ever eaten granola? Well, yeah, I've had granola, but it was just really sweet. I don't know. It was good. Took the moss out of my mouth, so I'm sure it did. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, it did. So, moss tea. I have a picture, and I and with the guy's website. Okay. He is swears up and down on the mushrooms and the moss. So I'll post the picture. So if y'all are curious and want to order yourselves some moss tea, uh, he makes it in sweet and unsweet. Oh, thank God. I was kind of concerned for a minute. (laughs) I was like, I probably don't want to try unsweet moss tea. So let me try some of the sweet. Even Eric went with the sweet moss tea. So I was going to try to have him do the unsweet, me do the sweet. But so we can both kind of, but we both were like, "Mm, let's yeah. Yeah, just, and I can't remember what he sweetened it with, but it wasn't the regular sugar. It was something all natural. I don't know, but. All right. Well, that's, maybe that's why you can't fucking sleep. Well, I was hoping that maybe the antioxidants would knock me out. No, no. Well, that's the excuse for last night, but the rest of the week is uh, not. Mm -mm. So how was, how was editing your first podcast? Okay, so I <laughs> way too much. I probably deleted about 
30 minutes of ums. Yep. And you, Miss Ma'am, you're clicky, clicky, clicky. I know. <laughs> but I, know. I didn't hear your dog barking in the background. And then I got scared because I was really into your story again. And all of a sudden, you and I just crack up laughing. And it was so loud. And I was like, oh, yeah. So I'm like cracking up here, listening to us crack up. My husband's like, are you okay? And I was like, just, I need you to go play your video games. because. And I was like, how the hell do I edit this? Because I can't just edit half of this out because... It's funny as hell in the middle, too. Yep. So, the parts where we weren't breathing, I tried to cut those out. So. <laughs> People weren't worried about, okay, y'all need oxygen. So. Oh, that's pretty good. But I think I did good. Yeah. I think I did good. I tried. I'm pretty sure I listened to, like, the first 10 minutes. So I was like, sounds pretty good. Oh, well, you did there, well. you there you go. And I misunderstood some of this stuff. I mean, there's so much shit. Yeah. So So I was going through uh, effects and I saw auto duck and I thought that meant I could put a quacking duck in somewhere. No, it does not mean that. (laughs) (laughs) Just FYI. (laughs) Why you would want a quacking duck in it anyway. I I just thought it'd be cool. Just randomly have somebody start quacking and. Call it a day. I don't know. No. So. no nope. Wrong kind of duck. Mm-hmm. We did Naked Fishing Friday on Friday. How did that go? Went really well. We had a lot of fun. Good. Uh, met some new guild members. And next week, mm-hmm. we are going to have a guest speaker. That'll be exciting. Take some uh, pressure off the surprise topics that I- we surprised <laughs> Should we have a discussion, like, point, or are we just going to ramble? Well, I did ask if there was a specific discussion topic, and she said she just wanted to drink wine and chat with us. So I was like, okay, that we right. can absolutely do that. We can so, do that. All right. We, I've got to figure out the time, because she's in Ireland. There's a time difference, and of course she's got a life. So, but I'm excited. It'll be fun. Those damn lives get you every time. She must have a farmer's almanac. I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, no, she's Irish. They don't need one. You don't know that. I do know that. You they're know they're that. just, they got this. Okay. Well, hey, okay. I guess you don't need an almanac for potatoes. <laughs> oh, potato. I'll email her. <laughs> I'll email her the, the potato page. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, Reading in my book, I thought you would find this helpful. Just make sure you're aligned with fucking Aries and Cancer on the fifth Jupiter moon. Mm-hmm. How was your week? <sighs> yep. And not as okay. exciting as Moss T. Basically, just work, being angry at work, catching up on homework. The end. You ready? You excited? Topics? Halloween scary ones? Oh, do you have a Halloween scary one? Do you have a scary topic? I have a fucked up topic. Okay. And I watched it at like 1130 last night. I was like, yes, this is going to be my topic. That's why you can't sleep. Well, (laughs) okay. 
That or did you watch that because you couldn't sleep? Either way. I watched it because I couldn't sleep, then decided it was going to be my topic, and then ended up watching some Korea game show thing on Netflix. Is it called Squid Game? Yes. Okay. I watched the first episode, and then I was like, I wonder if Eric wants to watch this with me. So I had to stop it, and I didn't want to stop it. I wanted to keep watching. I still want to keep watching. Like, I'm addicted. Really? Just one, ep- just one episode in. Yeah, I've seen yeah. things saying, like, it's the most messed up show in a long time. Oh, it's fucked up. Like, fucked up. Damien started watching it, and he's like, the first season, like, the first episode is really slow. Because they're trying to get the, like, what the baseline of the show is supposed to be. I can see that. I yeah. can see that. Because you are following one guy and just trying to understand. Yeah, I can see that. But once they finally get to, I guess, the uh, whole reason of the show... It is so fucked up. But, yeah. it uh. Does it ever explain why it's called Squid Game? No, I don't know. I'm just on... I just watched that first episode. And Eric said his buddy started watching it. And they were talking about it in their game. He came in at the very, very end of it. Yeah. And he had to go to the bathroom. He was like, why are you still awake? And I was like, have I been able to sleep all week? No. Yeah. I almost just got up start playing video games or something but he was i was like i don't know if this is something you want to watch or not but weird so weird yeah and fucked up yeah so now i want to watch the second episode to see if it just continues the fucked upness you know well just have eric watch the first episode that way you guys can start the second episode together i've been trying to get him to watch the first episode all fucking day but he's slacking yeah tell him yeah. stop slacking well is he he's playing video a- games yeah um yeah that's true and I made him not play video games yesterday till about one o'clock. <gasps> well, we had to go drink our moss tea and see the fresh veggies and get granola shoved in our face. And True that. We did get uh, egg rolls that were really, really, really freaking good. Was it just like a little food stand thing there? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, they were really, really good. good. And then the I guess the tamales, he was like, uh, let me go ahead and get like half a dozen tamales too. And the tamales were apparently not as up to par with the egg rolls, but the egg rolls were really good. Well, that sounds exciting. I like Miner's Markets. Haven't been to one in a while, but all I can think of when I see Squid Game is a PS controller that they've turned into people. Yeah. Yeah. Because all their little symbols look like PS controller symbols. Yeah. <laughs> the little triangle of a circle. Yeah. And the square. <laughs> At first I was like, why is this not adding up? Because it's a voiceover. Yeah, yeah. So you're just like watching the lips move and they stopped talking five minutes ago and you're like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did that really well. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, uh, God. Oh, before we hop into it. Bud Light. Okay. We don't drink cheap beer normally. We don't drink beer normally. But Bud Light has put out a drink called a Clamato. It's exactly what you think it would be. So it's it's like a Bloody Mary. But okay. with beer. Okay. So my my husband. You good. It's fucking amazing. Like I'm pretty sure there's oh. cocaine in it. <laughs> I mean, they had to get you back somehow. I'm pretty sure there's cocaine clams in it. Anyway. Cocaine clams will get co- you every yep, time. Yep, cocaine. Well, but it legit tastes like a Bloody Mary to the point where my husband now adds vodka to his. All we're missing are little carrot and celery sticks and a little bit of pepper. But it's so good. <laughs> like that's all I can think about is this fucking clamato drink. Okay. So if you like Bloody Marys, I say give it a go. Not a big fan. Don't really like tomatoes. What about but, Eric? Uh, I'll ask him. Yeah. If he is, then there's the cheap way to 
enjoy a Bloody Mary with Bud Light in it. Like the Bud Light just gives it this nice enhancing flavor. It's like it's not the defining factor of that flavor at all. It's mostly the tomato yeah. juice, yeah. But yeah, oh, they're so good. <laughs> okay, well, like I can understand why people peaked, and we. I don't know, man. I've already had the moss tea. <laughs> I don't know if I should branch. <laughs> well, I can tell you right now, this probably has no antioxidants. So <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, probably just stick to what I know. Yeah. So. My sister got upset. She told me I needed to pick a topping <laughs> for my pizza because I just love cheese pizza. <laughs> She's like, for the love of all things, please just pick a topping. <laughs> I was like, cheese is a topping. Yeah, it is. She wants me to like have some kind of meat, like, I don't know, pepperoni. I like pepperoni. I just don't like it all the time. I like ham, too. I just don't like it all the time. Sometimes you got to stick with the classic. You do. Like, you can't go wrong if you just stick with cheese pizza. And which sister so, is this? Samantha? Sam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where did, when did y'all order pizza? Uh, it was shortly before we moved. Yeah. Uh, she came down. I don't remember why. She had the baby. We ordered pizza. She was like, Jesus, just pick a, pick a topping. <laughs> I was like, well... And then, I, if I remember correctly, a few weeks after that, maybe a little bit longer, she had sent me her location, and she meant to send it to her man, and I was like, are you okay? Did you make it home okay? You know, she's like, <laughs> you make yeah, I'm sorry, but to send that to somebody else. She's like, I was just bringing home dinner. I said, oh, what'd you have? And they tried some new pizza and ended up not liking it, and I was like, this is why I didn't pick a topping, because... <laughs> So I just stick with the classic. You had shitty dinner. I had amazing dinner because I knew what I liked and I got what I liked. And that brings us back to high school and behold the power of cheese. The power of the cheese. And a whole pile of Parmesan on one slice of pizza. (laughs) (laughs) That was so funny. I hadn't thought about that in like forever. Yeah, that was hilarious. God. The whole container. Totally worth it. <laughs> I'm sure that's the best piece of pizza ever. Did Anything. it even get eaten? I don't think so. Oh, well. Welcome to our layer of surprise topics. This shit's getting hard. No, it's not. Well, I think my thing is, I feel like, okay, what did I do last week? Okay, how am I going to up that? You don't. You just got to have more. Same level. No, 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 no. Though I'm still skeptical that an owl is what caused all that chaos. Either that or maybe like he, he can transmorgify into an owl. Maybe that's his demon soul shape. Skinwalker? Or is that what they're called? I don't know. Shapeshifter? Shapeshifter. And he shapeshifts into owls and preys on fucking women. <laughs> this is crazy. That was a crazy story. Well, did you manage to find another one just as good? I think so. Is it a murder? A murder. You'll have to wait and find out. <sighs> you're going first. Yeah, you're right. 
did you find a... I mean, okay, hold on. Are we at least keeping all of our body parts together as one? Uh, two hands, two feet, two arms, two legs. Not an extra nipple somewhere. No extra nipples. But I figured since it's October, I would go with, like, haunted houses. Yes! And I found one. And I watched Zach Bagel Bites. Zach Bagel That's a good show to watch in October. Why didn't I think of that? Okay. I watched it. You know, he's so fucking extra. He's so fucking extra. Like, some <laughs> of the shit he does, I'm just like, no person in their right mind would ever do these dumb things. But no, not you. You do dumb things. Okay. All right, Zach. But I think that's what makes the show. He has to be that extra. Otherwise, they wouldn't have a show. Aaron's pretty extra, too. In he's this just kind of. He wasn't. He's just kind of low key extra, though. Yeah. But if you really watch him, you'd be like, really? Really, dude? Yeah. And, like, as I was watching the, you know, the intro, this is what we're doing, and let's interview random fucking townspeople and people that have lived here and all that good jazz. It's hard to pinpoint if they're being genuine about their emotions and stories or if they're just, if this, like, they've rehearsed it over and over and over and over again. Yeah. To make it seem extra dramatic. Like, that's the hardest part, I think, about trying to watch that show as well. But the stuff that they captured was pretty interesting. Okay. Like, it was very active. Okay. Lots of EMPs. EMPs. Yep. The voicey things. Voice phenomenons? Yeah, but they caught them on their little recording things. They're EMPs. EVPs. The yes. ghosty voices, they caught them on the thing. With ghosty the voices? Okay. Yep, yep. Okay. With the red light. I, I can't remember. EF? No. Electronic voice phenomenon. EVPs? EVPs. We'll go with that. Yep. Okay. I, I don't know why I was thinking M, but we'll go with that. So, today, since it's Hall- Halloween month, we celebrate Halloween all month. We're going to talk about the Villisca Axe Murder House in Iowa. <gasps> and it's pretty fucking gory. Okay, so a couple of things that I found interesting while reading different articles. So all the articles that I pulled, of course, they kind of just said the same thing over and over again. But the thing about this Axe Murder House is they still haven't figured out who the murderer of eight people in this house was. So the thing I thought was pretty interesting is in uh, one of the Zach Bagel Bites parts, they asked who the murderer was and the voice came across and said, Andy. So when I was going through and doing some research, a couple of the articles actually talk about how Andy Sawyer was a homeless man that had showed up looking for work but he was kind of sketched in the head. But since uh, one of the rail workers needed bodies, he's like, yeah, sure, we'll hire you. You can work for us kind of thing. And one of the voices came across the little recorder after being asked who the killer was. And it was clearly like you could clearly hear Andy. So he's one Ooh. of the yeah, he's one of the suspects never proven. Um, Frank Jones, who was like a really... A popular businessman in the area is a suspect. Um, him and Josiah Moore were like Josiah worked for Frank for a little while and then he opened his own business and then that became mm-hmm. like turf wars. So he's suspect, Ooh. but he's not like he's not suspected of carrying it out himself. He's suspected of hiring somebody to do it for him. And then there was a really creepy reverend, Reverend George Kelly, 
who moved to the area. He was an English man, but he also had like a very, he was very sexually like motivated and known oh. to be a very devious, like over the top sexual dude to the point where it was basically sexual harassment to women and stuff. A reverend? Yes, a reverend. Yes. Yeah, so um, in some of the stories since. So all those were suspects, right? Yeah, they're all suspects, never proven. Okay. So Reverend Kelly actually confessed to the murders, explained like how he did them, like went through all the details. One of the main elements that like the detectives found was that the murders were committed by somebody who was left-handed, and he was known to be left-handed. He also gave the cleaners a couple of days later some clothing that had blood on it. But once he started going to court, he redacted his statement and said that it was police brutality and that they forced him to say it like they scripted it for him to say and everything so he was eventually acquitted of all charges left as a suspect but never like served time for it okay so now to get into the spooky creepy part so on june 10th in 1912 wow okay yep um josiah and sarah who are the parents of four children herman Catherine, boyd and paul were josiah and sarah moore's children and then Catherine had two of her friends over, Lena and Ina uh, Stillinger. So they came over for a sleepover that night. And the Moors were very well known for, you know, living a very exciting life. Like their house was always going. They always had something going on. Of course, with four children, it's pretty chaotic. So the night or the morning after the murders, like the neighbors were more suspicious because generally by that time of the morning... The house is very lively. They're cooking. You know, kids are running around outside. But that morning after the murders, it was very quiet. So they called Josiah's brother, Joe or John, straight away. And he came over, walked in the house, and was instantly, like, fucking mortified. So it is said that on June 10th, 1912, that the murderer came in through the back door, which was unlocked. Because back then, like, that town was very well known. Everybody knew everybody. So, yeah, so the threat of this happening was slim to none. It was said that the murderer went in with an axe from the shed. He got one of the oil lamps, lit it, and then turned it down so low that, like, he could barely see where he was walking. And then slowly started to walk through the house. Uh, The two girls, the Stillinger girls, were in the downstairs bedroom, and he just walked past that. He went up the stairs very quietly, walked past the children's bedroom where the four more children were sleeping. It says that, like, some stories contradict, but it says that he, like, peered in, noticed that they were children, and continued on. And then he went across the hall to where Josiah and Sarah were sleeping. They say that once he realized, like, where the two were positioned, he set the lantern down. Like, he went back out, set it down at the top of the stairs. Went back in, and when he raised the axe to go for Josiah, he raised it so high that it actually left a dent mark in the ceiling. Okay. And then he brought it down on his head. He killed him straight away, and he did did it so quick, like, there was no sound or anything emanated from him, and he, you know, rapidly brought it back up and did the same thing to Sarah. Wow. So killed them both instantly. And then that's when he decided, like, okay, that's done. And he walked across the hall to where the four children were sleeping. And did the same thing to them. So killed all four children in one go. And then he went downstairs to where the two girls were sleeping. Killed the younger girl first, Ina. And then 
it's said that Catherine was probably, not Catherine, um, Lena was probably the only kid that woke up just as the axe was hitting her. Like, <gasps> they think she actually was awake enough to process what was going on, but it was too late. How'd they figure that out? Probably either the adrenaline or maybe the form she was in or, like, how she was laying. I don't know. That, oh, okay. But they're saying, like, out of all of the people murdered, like, she was probably the only one that woke up in time for to know what was going on. Well, I mean, that you kind of got to look at the silver lining. At least they were all sleeping. So, once he finished killing off the two girls downstairs, he went back upstairs to where Josiah and Sarah were sleeping and proceeded to beat their heads into a pulp to where, like, there was no recognition of their faces whatsoever. The fuck, man? He then went back across to where the four children were sleeping, did the same thing. <sighs> he then went through the house and put articles of clothing over all six of the more family members' heads. And then he went downstairs, and it's said that he did the same thing to the other two girls, and then covered their heads with, like, uh, dresses. <laughs> and then he went through the house, covered all of the mirrors and the windows with, uh, like, blankets, towels, whatever he could find. And then it said that he walked across the, like, the house into the kitchen, drew himself a, a like, a basin of water to wash his hands so when the people came in to investigate the house the, that bowl still had blood swirling around in it and then he grabbed a slab of bacon walked it to the foot of the stairs left it there with a keychain that didn't belong to any of the family members like just some random keychain and then he took the keys to the house locked the doors and then left like never to be found again did the keychain say BFF because <laughs> Like half a heart. He clearly does not did no, not actually, get the memo. It didn't say what the keychain was. It just said that it was a keychain left that didn't belong to any of the members that were murdered. Like it didn't belong to the two sisters. It didn't belong. Weird. Yeah. And a slab of bacon. Like he didn't do anything with it. He just left it at the foot of the stairs. You think that was to attract wild animals or something? Well, no, because he locked the house. Yeah, he shut the doors and locked and like he shut and locked the doors, so like, how fucking strange. Okay. So, of course, you know, they get a minister in, they get the local law enforcement, pretty sure they get the mayor in, and of course, Josiah's brother's there to, like, try to piece together what fucking happened. But back then in the 1912s, they didn't have a lot to keep nosy, you know, residents out of the area. So, as they, as the rumor spread through this small town... You know, everybody in town started showing up to this house and they, you know, being nosy, rubbernecking for, you know, better words. Um, it became too much for the neighborhood, you know, so then they all started trancing into the house, which destroyed the crime scene. Yeah. Um, also, people started taking things out of the house and it's said that one of the townsfolk took a piece of Josiah's skull as a memory to his murder what yeah i don't know what fucked up person maybe they i don't know maybe they were into demonic rituals who the fuck knows but yeah like pieces of a skull <gasps> were said to be missing <laughs> i can't i can't do that yeah. oh my god they're getting haunted for fucking sure piece of a human skull so you can remember that they were murdered maybe they drilled a little hole in it and took the heat chain with them just keep it forever <laughs> So, 
that is the story of their murders. Um, it is unsolved, but there are other interesting things that have happened. Again, I was watching the little, you know, Zach Bagel Bites show, and they did pick up a lot of activity and a lot of voices. So when they were downstairs where the two girls were, um, they asked, you know, who's here? They weren't being threatening like, you know, Zach Bagel Bites likes to do. They were actually yeah. just being very genuine. And one of the voices came across and said, oh, they asked if uh, they were scared of them being there. And the girl said, like, it was a girl's voice that said no. And they're like, okay, well, who is, you know, who's with us? They had that weird static thing with the little mm-hmm. thing. And they're like, the voice came back and said, Lena, which is the oldest of the two Stillinger girls. And then they were like, oh, well, you know, what do you guys want us to do? Do you guys mind us being here? And then another voice came across and said, yeah, do you want to play? Oh. And they're like, okay, well, who are we speaking to now? Because the voice changed. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, this is Paul. Well, Paul was the youngest. I think he was five. Oh. So Paul is one of the the more children, yeah, which is in normal circumstances, like children's voices would be a sign of don't don't fucking fuck with this house at all. But get out. Yeah. (laughs) I think the fact that the kids were murdered in their sleep, they probably don't realize like they're They're dead. dead. Yeah. And if Lena did wake up when this was going on, it's possible that she knows, but she's just there because, you know, well, her sister's there and the other four up. children are there. Yeah. Yeah. But when you wake up, you don't really know what's going on. Like if he was going as fast, she yeah. might not even realize what happened to her. Yeah. She may have seen something, but it I mean, didn't register. Yeah. Yeah. And plus it's late at night. You don't know what's going on. You don't know what you actually saw. You know, I mean, there's no telling. Yeah. So, um, as they were sitting there, they asked another question. I can't remember what it was, but then like an adult voice came through and it was something along the lines of, we'll never let them go. So it went from like the kids being, yeah, being like in this playful, you know, we don't mind you being here mood to we'll never let them go. Like this weird, creepy, not a good sign. Um, so as I was reading through like some of the comments on, one of the other videos from the Des Moines, um, they were interviewing one of the caretakers of the house. And he's like, I honestly don't understand why people keep coming back, but clearly they're experiencing things that keep drawing them to this house. He's like, I find it weird, but that's just me. Um, he's like, when I first started working here, I didn't believe in ghosts. But after some of the things that happened in this house, he's like, like I can see things being here. Uh, some of the people said that when they stay, they'll bring gifts for the kids and they're, they act as if they're invited house guests. So they're very courteous, very respectful, um, not intimidating. And they say like the atmosphere in the house is very calming. It feels family, like they're welcome there. And then other people say they go in and they're very, you know, Zach Bagel bites about things, you know, antagonizing and, um, acting a fool. And of course the energy in there completely shifts to like this eerie, spooky, like, you don't want to be in here presence type thing. Yeah. Um, in tw- yeah. Uh, in 2014, a guy went in. It was him and his two elderly parents. He just wanted to, so according to the story, he just wanted to go in to see what all the hype was about. Um, he was like an amateur paranormal investigator. And the caretaker at the time, it's I don't think, I, it might have been the same guy. He's like, no red flags really came off on this guy. You know, I just figured he was just another person that wanted to stay the night. And so 
when I woke up in the morning, because I didn't stay the night on the property, he's like, my phone was blown up with news articles about a man that stabbed himself in the chest while staying in the house. (gasps) And he's like, I don't know if he did it for publicity. I don't know if he just did it for attention. He's like, nothing makes sense. All I know is the guy went to the ER to ICU because... A hunting knife went through his chest. He's like, come to find out his parents didn't actually stay the night with him. He went in by himself. He's like, so now we have a rule that people can't go in by themselves. But a couple years later, I'm pretty sure this guy that, you know, was stabbed in the chest, he came back with another group of paranormal investigators. And this time he was only coming back so he could tell his story. Mm -hmm. And when the caretaker asked him, like, bro, what the fuck, man? Like, why... Why did you do this? He's like, honestly, I it wasn't even me acting. He's like, I went in and the next thing I remember is waking up in the ER. He's like, the only thing I do remember was provoking. Like I, w- I went in there, like, come at me, like, fucking show yourself. Show me that, you know, you're really a murderer. And he's like, and then the next thing I know, I woke up in the ER. <laughs> he's like, so I don't really know what happened. I just know, like, one minute I was in there being an asshat and the next minute I'm stabbed in the chest. So maybe you shouldn't be an asshat. Yeah. Yeah. So so I thought that was very interesting. Um, Some other voice activity that they picked up was it was on the top floor and in the attic. So there's rumors saying that the attacker hid in the attic beforehand, but there's evidence to show that he actually went through the door first. Um, There's also evidence or not evidence. There's also stories saying that the, attacker hid in the attic until the commotion went away but the attic is very open so it'd be really hard for somebody to hide in there with that many people walking through and being nosy but when they went up there to record they did catch like some demonic laughing sounds um of course zach was acting a fool and provoking saying if you really want to hurt people you know hit me with this axe who the fuck lays under an axe (laughs) go talk to the guy that got stabbed in the chest okay like yeah i don't want to do that so he's laying there, of course, with his axe above his fucking head. Just hit me with his axe. And um, one of the other guys was out in the hallway, and they caught a voice saying, Herman's going to get you. But it almost sounded kind of playful. Like, you know, hide and seek. Like, yeah. so-and-so. Yeah. Like, so-and-so's going to get you. But Herman was the oldest son of the Moore children. So they're saying, like, being in the presence. with everybody else. Yeah. All, everybody in the house died. Yeah. So he couldn't be the... But they're hmm. saying, like, depending on where the voices are coming from or where the energy is emanating, it's either good or bad. Um, so the way the the sound came across kind of sounded eerie. But at the same time, like, you got to remember, these were really young kids. And then one of the other uh, voices that they picked up, they had a guy, like one of the locals, who has already written a book about, you know, the murders. I'm sure there's thousands of them, but... Um, He used to do detective work, and he's been trying to solve his case for the last 100-plus years now. And um, he was very skeptical, like, the house was haunted. Like, he didn't believe the house was actually haunted. And so they invited him in during their episode, and, you know, they didn't catch anything, didn't hear any noises, and the guy was only there for an hour. So they took their little recorders to the, the studio in the barn, and as they were sitting there, they picked up a sound that says, I killed six kids. But it sounded like somebody that was out of breath, like they had just done it. Oh, my God. And there were so many people that like left comments and stuff like, how the fuck is the murderer in there if he didn't die? Like, how is the spirit of the murderer? And somebody had to like break it down and say, 
it's not that he died in the house. It's the fact that he had so much emotion and so much energy that he left a piece behind when he conducted that. So it's like that residual yeah. energy. Yeah. But it's eerie and evil enough that it's going to linger. Um, and then there was another voice that said, we have the children. They'll never enter heaven or, you know, somewhere along that line. Like, mm-hmm. we have them, they're never going to leave, and something about the darkness is so great, no one will leave. So there's clearly, mm-hmm. like, a an evil something. aura in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really creepy. I don't, would I ever want to say tonight? They're probably fucking not. Um, the other crazy fucking thing that they got on camera was when they were down editing the first little lot of recordings, one of their motion detectors picked up on movement. Mm-hmm. And you could hear footsteps, like, clear as fucking day footsteps. And then one of the doors slammed shut. Nobody was in the fucking house. <gasps> Nobody was in the fucking house. I was just like, <gasps> I can't do that. Can't do that. I'm like, yep. right. So if I know that there's footsteps and doors shutting, I'm definitely not fucking going to want to stay in there. Like, how do people stay in places that they know where? Oh, and that, uh, when they were interviewing one of the caretakers, they were all sitting in one of the rooms that the kids were killed in. And the closet door just shut. And so, of course, they re like opened it to make sure that it wasn't just like a draft or anything, or the you know the slant of the house would make it shut. Yeah. But no, and I was just like, mm, nope, couldn't nope. do it. Nope, yeah, nope, right the fuck out of there. <laughs> like, <laughs> nope. So it's just that I don't know. That's crazy. Like, it's a very tragic thing. Like, six fucking kids died, all under the age of fifteen. Like, how how crazy? And they still don't know who the killer is, but. The spirits do? Yeah. The spirits seem to know exactly. I wonder if putting the blankets on the windows in the mirrors is what trapped the energy. Because, you know, in a hospital, if you lose a patient, you open the window to let the spirit go. So I'm wondering if maybe that's kind of a help trap all the souls there. Oh, yeah. Like trap it traps the energy and the spirit. Hence mm-hmm. the probably the comment of like, the darkness, you know, has them or the darkness will never let them go kind of thing. Yeah. Like, that would be insane. That's crazy. Oh, oh, so crazy. So, yeah, that is the haunting of the Villisca, Iowa house. That is crazy. The murder of 1912. Lots of suspects. No, nobody for sure, like, pinned with the murders. Anyways, so there you go. My Halloween spooky haunted story edition number one. That is a really, really... Awesome story. That was absolutely phenomenal. Gory, gruesome. Gory, gruesome. I fucking loved it. Haunting. Lots Haunting, of Haunting, murder. Mm-hmm. Sucks that kids had to die. No. Nope. It was fucking epic story. Like, um, I didn't even think about the... Wait, where were you? Iowa. Oh, Iowa. Okay. Iowa. I was like, did we go to the same state? No, we're we obviously did. off sync. Well, not necessarily, because my story also includes a fracturing of sorts. You know, killer left a part of him there. Mm, Yes. And uh, my story that I watched on Netflix last night at 1230, 1130, whatever time it was. Whatever time it was. It's a series on Netflix, which is how I came to find out about this lovely, interesting graphic story. (laughs) Lovely. No, that's not a good word. Graphic. <laughs> Perfect. Nailed it. So I'm going to be talking about Billy Milligan. In the 1970s, he was convicted of 
committing several felonies, including uh, armed robbery, three rapes on the Ohio State University campus. Jesus. And was essentially, he was found not guilty by claims of insanity for all of Mm -hmm. this. William Milligan was born February 14, 1955. He actually did die in 2014. He was known as the campus rapist who what got all of this started was there were three rapes committed on Ohio State University campus and they all had pictures like they had the sketch artist draw the same person essentially and it was very eerie how close it was yeah however when Billy or William uh, everybody calls him Billy. When Billy was caught, they came to realize that he has what's called split per- personality disorder, or today is known as dissociative identity disorder, or DID. So Billy's childhood was fugly. It wasn't just ugly. It was fugly. Uh, his mom was a hot mess. Okay. His stepdad, how am I going to put this? Was he abusive? His stepdad was highly abusive to the point where they feel they, his mom, his sister, and his brother were all in the documentary talking about Billy and how good he was at different accents. And they weren't sure, you know, they thought he was just kidding around about this you know, just really, really good at accents. But it turns out his personalities, when one of his personalities was active, we'll say active, they had a term for it in the documentary. Billy himself, the actual Billy, would be put to sleep. Yep. So every time a new personality would show itself, his entire mannerisms would switch. He had a five-year-old girl... He had, like, this Russian guy, an English teenager, a woman probably in her early 20s. He had a one little, little girl that would not look at anybody and just kind of cowered down. So he had, originally, when he first got caught, they said 10, 10 faces. After he got sentenced to the mental institution, they actually ultimately came up with 24. Okay, yeah. 24 faces. 24 different. Um, the reason why the initial 10 weren't talking about the rest of them is because those were what they called the undesirables. And as he was at the state hospital, the psychologist was really trying hard to help this guy, really trying hard. A lot of people said that he was faking it. He, this whole time, one of his 10 personalities told the psychiatrist that they had put Billy to sleep for five years. Yeah. Keep in mind, when Billy wakes up, he is always missing this time and cannot figure out how he what happens. And this has happened since he was in school. Something would happen in school. His mom would have to go get him. She would bring him home, tell him to go lay down, and then he would wake up and have no recollection how he got from school to home. Yeah. So he misses all this time. Now, can you imagine missing five years 
What happened when his personalities put Billy to sleep for five years, uh, I believe Arthur was one, I believe Arthur said, he was the, the Englishman who said that Billy tried to commit suicide and we couldn't have that happen. Because if Billy dies, we, we die. all die. Yeah, we all die. So, fourteen personalities were labeled the undesirables. They were discovered. The first ten were Arthur. Arthur was prim and proper Englishman who was an expert in science, medicine, and hematology. Alan was a manipulator. Tommy was an escape artist. Uh, Reagan was Yugoslavian, who Milligan claimed committed the robberies and the rapes. Adeline was a 19-year-old lesbian, 19. She was shy, uh, lonely, and an introvert. And she also actually took credit for the alleged rapes at Ohio State, which was really, really strange. Uh, she said she did it because she was lonely and nobody understands what it's like being a woman trapped in a man's body. She was just a little bit... Okay. If she just would have hung in there a little bit longer, waited for the 2000s, you would have been golden, sister. Golden. <laughs> so while Milligan was in this mental hospital, they, as he progressed through his treatment they started giving him freedom they had a guy come in who wanted to write his biography and kind of tell his story his childhood like I said was extremely gruesome all of the kids went through this and the mother got her ass beat all the time the reason mom wouldn't leave the stepdad is because back then Women were raised that you find a man, you marry a man who will provide for your family, and she didn't want to give that up. So that's why everybody went through yeah. a really hard time. His actual father uh, ended up committing yeah. suicide outside of a hotel by exfic. He suffocated himself with the exhaust. So he had a hose coming into the car. Yeah. Okay. And so that was that was really, really crazy. In the documentary, Milligan, I'm going to call him Billy. Billy, as he was getting freedoms, a lot of the townsfolks were really upset about this. Because if he wasn't competent yep. to stand trial and he was insane, then they didn't feel safe having this guy who had split personalities out in their town. Because what is to say he's not going to bring out an undesirable and commit more crimes. So the laws in Ohio kept changing. Everybody was trying to get a piece of this story. And every time somebody would, the story would kind of go, go stagnant, something else would happen to bring it back to the spotlight. So when the guy came to start doing his biography and writing a book about him, I believe it's called the minds of Billy Milligan. Then people got interested in in again, I think the author was Daniel Keyes. So Daniel Keyes gets like all of this time with him to talk about and to look at all of these different yeah. sides and personalities and write this non-fictional novel about it. Billy keep getting freedom. He's starting to get very friendly with the other psych patients. They start it starts kind of raising yep. some red flags. And as the laws are changing in Ohio, Billy has to abide by all of these new laws. 
So in order for him to get more freedom, the psychiatric hospital actually has to apply or request from the court these new freedoms. So he goes back to the lockdown. As different things keep changing, he ends up getting out of this psychiatric hospital and they actually put him in a state hospital and take him off his meds, which gets him to, they call it branch more. It was very horrible. The family is doing everything that they can do. They believe wholeheartedly now that they have the diagnosis of the split personality They say that it makes perfect sense. The entire way he was as a child, as a young adult, totally makes sense. Um, So they're trying to get him out of the state hospital, who this new psychiatrist in the state hospital does not believe in split personality disorder and just thinks that he's a psychopath and puts him on, I believe it's schizophrenia medicine. So he gets completely fucked up. This poor guy. Oh, poor, poor guy. The family, I believe, goes back to court to try to get him into a private institution again, which works. I think it's after like five years he finally gets back. Oh, geez. Yeah, yeah, he's really. So now they're starting essentially again from square one, restarting him on his medicine. Yep redoing the therapy trying to get him back to being normal billy and trying to keep all the other personalities dormant which works he starts getting better it obviously takes some time and they start giving him more freedoms he is able he's making money he paints he makes beautiful pictures so he's a really great artist he's making money by selling these pictures he's making money with the rights from his story They actually did a movie about it, and there was a TV series. As he's getting freedoms, you know, he's got his car. He actually goes and buys a farm, but he has to keep checking into this hospital. So, you know, he's kind of living two lives, doing everything he can. Something happens, and he leaves. The psychiatrist takes him off his medication and is trying to put him back on the medication that jacked him up at the state hospital. And I didn't really pay attention to why that happened, but Billy gets pissed off and leaves. Takes off. Yeah, okay. Well, he, at this point, he has all of these friends that can help him. So one of the guys is a, a director who gives Billy a fake social security card, a fake driver's license, and drives him out of state. This guy is still in the court system. You cannot just drive this man out of state. Nope. Drives him out of state and just keeps driving and leaves Billy with his car at an airport. Billy calls his brother that lives in Canada and goes to visit his brother in Canada. Now, his brother's not stupid. His brother knows, Billy, you can't just leave. You you are now a wanted fugitive. But he doesn't turn his brother in he waits like his brother's like i know the fbi is coming i'm just going to sit here and i'm going to wait nobody shows up nobody shows up so he was like at this point i was like well let's go have fun so they go uh hiking they go for a plane ride they they do all kinds of things and billy actually ends up getting a place to stay in canada for a little while and just kind of stays there. And his okay. brother's like, okay. And his brother's taking notes every day. This is what we did. 
every day. And it shows yeah. in this diary, okay, today Billy and I did this. We went and did this. And yesterday, this is what we did. Oh, today at 4 o'clock, I got a phone call from so-and-so. Pretty sure it was going to be the FBI, but it wasn't. But it wasn't. <laughs> so Billy's telling his brother that he's making all of this money by selling pictures, you know, on the street so he can have this place to live. And something happens. I want to say he calls his lawyer again. And his lawyers, his lawyer told his brother, his brother called his lawyer and his lawyer told his brother, you know, Canada is a really big place. Your brother should just go into the forest and kill himself and make this easier for everybody. And his brother was like, okay, that's not going to happen. Like, we love yeah. my brother. I know he. we're not giving him a, an excuse for all of the bad he's done. He did rape three people, but that wasn't actually Billy. It was Billy's body, yeah. but it wasn't Billy, which is really confusing to wrap your head around. Yep. But I get it. I mean, how do you convict somebody who is has an actual like, personality disorder? Yep. So Billy's alias last name was Carr, and he was actually living with a roommate at the time, and the roommate comes up missing. Oh no! Oh no! After Billy is back in Ohio, the Canadian police actually call Billy's brother. And Billy's brother's like, oh, well, y'all just missed him like two weeks ago. <laughs> but what happened is they didn't ask him about Billy. They asked him about Carr, the guy living in this house whose last name was Carr. His brother's like, you just missed him. He's back in the United States. Yeah. What is going on? I mean, I know he's a wanted fugitive in the United States, but what do y'all want? And they inform his brother that Billy's roommate is now missing and nobody has seen him in months. But they found his the roommate's checks, state checks, I guess he was getting Social Security checks, had been yeah. cashed by this car guy. And they were trying to figure out they had a joint account together. They were trying to figure out were they together as like a relationship, what was going on. They had no idea that Carr and Billy Milligan were the same guy. The same person. No idea. But his brother did. Yes. And the guy that helped him knew. But, of course, the Canadian police and the Americans, they're not communicating. So they have no way of knowing that this guy is now MIA. So Billy goes back. They actually were going to make a movie about him, send him to... Where did he go? He went to California, Hollywood. He went to Hollywood. He was going to meet all these people. He was going to make all of this money. But something happened with the rights to his story. So a lady said, a lady named Sandy said that her salary should be raised from 250000 to $1.5 because she owned the rights to Billy Milligan's life story. Well, Hollywood was like, no, mm -mm. we're just not going to, that's just a huge legal mess. We're not going to get into it. So the movie never happened. Yeah. Okay. This whole time that Billy has been out, Ohio has been sending him bills for his psychiatric stay for the last 15 years. He can't pay for it. Yeah. Because he's not really getting any money. So he actually files for bankruptcy. And so all of the 
royalties for his life story is actually going to Ohio, the state of Ohio, to pay his debt off. Yeah. Now, I don't think that his debt is over $1.5 million, and I'm pretty sure that his life story at this point is probably worth hundreds of millions as much as this is just so crazy. So while he was on the lam, we're going to backtrack a little bit. He was in Florida with his aunt and he was staying in a hotel room and he called his brother and said, well, I just wanted to let you know that I'm going to get caught. And his brother was like, what do you mean? And he said, well, I'm staying in a hotel and the, is it the detectives? There was some kind of detective get together uh, thing at this hotel. So he told his brother, he was like, I'm just going to go sit in in the food area and I'm just going to wait to be arrested. I'm just going to sit here and wait to be arrested. So his brother calls the FBI and says, hey. Billy Milligan is in Florida, and that's all he tells them. He doesn't tell them anything else, just where? Billy Milligan where. is just... in Florida. Good luck. So the FBI go to his aunt's house, and while they're there, Billy calls his aunt and says, hey, I just wanted to let you know I'll be home this afternoon because he's still sitting in the same area. Nobody knows who he is, what's going on. After he calls his aunt, he actually calls his public defender, and his public defender comes and sits down with him. The FBI finally figure out where he is and race into the hotel with guns drawn with all these detectives around. And the detectives are like, what are y'all doing? (laughs) What's going on? Hey, well, you know, this fugitive sitting here with his lawyer, as y'all are walking by him, kind of need him. Yeah. So he ends up getting arrested again. And then they start tying him with where he is with missing people Two people are now missing in places that Billy Milligan was. So he is suspected of two murders. Oh, no. But nobody can prove it. And he doesn't know because I'm sure one of his fucking many personalities was at hand. Yeah, he was probably sleeping. Yeah, like, what the F, man? Okay. So when things settle down, um, he goes... He's staying with somebody. He has a girlfriend. I think he's staying at his girlfriend's house at this point. His girlfriend calls his brother in a panic saying that Billy has changed and he is threatening to kill me. And he has said he has killed before and he will kill me now. And that the police are stupid because they will never figure out. It was him. The reason why the police were stupid was because when they arrested Billy at the hotel, he actually had the glasses of one of the missing people that had blood on them and nobody figured it out. So his brother shows up. Oh my God. (laughs) You need to calm down and you need to get back on your medication and it's all going to be okay. So this is kind of why people are saying that he has just been the greatest actor of all time holding up this persona of his, but his family is a hundred percent absolutely sure he has split personality disorder on his deathbed. um, He actually was diagnosed with cancer and he died 
in Columbus, Ohio. He went back to live with his sister. He died in Columbus, Ohio on December 12th, 2014. He was 59. On his deathbed, he told his, he had a conversation with his niece. He asked her if she believed if God forgave everybody. And she told him, yes, I believe that God is the only one who can forgive everybody of everything. And he told her, does God forgive murderers? I murdered people. And that's kind of how it ended. He died. So. It's crazy, though. Yeah. I couldn't imagine. Like, I, I just, I remember watching a show, some series. I don't think it was about the same guy, but same kind of setup. Like, this person was going out murdering, but, like, every time he came to, it was not him. Like, he doesn't, the whole confusion, like, where the it's, fuck, how the hell did I get here? That might have been it. Split, yeah. Where he's yeah. got all these personalities and Patricia's. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, I remember watching that going, how, like, how? And not only that, but the fact that your brain is that good at like i'm sure he's never met british people or norwegian people or scandinavian or whatever the fuck is so crazy is the accents were so on point when uh who was the when the british guy would come out when arthur would come out as a child his sister said that he would ask if they were going to stop for petroleum in this british accent and even in america you didn't call gas petroleum you called it gas so how would he have known that? And for the science and the medicine and stuff, uh, they actually were able to get specialists to sit down and talk with Billy. Or yeah. I guess it would be Arthur because Arthur was the scientist. And Arthur would give them actual facts that Billy would not have known. I mean, Billy didn't grow up educated with all of this money and all of these resources so i wonder if even though they call it split personality disorder or disassociative disorder i wonder if because he was so beat down and i like disassociative disorders there's many different types but i wonder if like maybe he just becomes this like who's to say those aren't different spirits that was a theory in the documentary because, like, imagine having 24 fucking personalities or more. Well, but, I again, I like, personalities. you just have one brain cell. Just <laughs> one simple woman brain. <laughs> so, I just... Imagine I the, the, something that they said in the documentary that really kind of... It pissed me off so bad because they said in order for you to actually split your personality, it's possible. It has to be so horrific the the rapes and the beatings that he got as a child had to be so horrific that he literally split himself yep into these different personalities to hide the pain and the anger and the fear from yep. his actual main personality yep. who in their right mind does that to a child uh, fucked up people who obviously need their asses beat. Anyway, yeah. um, what I was saying is people like that just need their asses beat in prison, but... Yeah. It's so sad. So sad. It's like, so, yeah. Like, I, it would have to be pretty, pretty intense fucking. I, and the fact that none of his other family members suffered from it, they must deal with it in a different 
boy. Well, even his brother said, you know, he was beaten and abused by his father. But all of them said he had it out for Billy. He did not like Billy for whatever reason. Did not like Billy whatsoever. That's really strange. It's like, how are you going to hate a child? For no reason. Well, he's a stepfather. And I'm not saying all stepparents are bad by any means. But a lot of them don't give the same respect to a stepchild as they would well you know, and that's biological just the thing. when children. they got married he adopted her kids and she adopted his daughter so yeah that's really strange i just i can't fathom that that just it really just pisses me off like he's just a kid just yeah but now he's a kid with 20 plus fucking yeah personalities but i still think like for a personality to be that knowledgeable about certain things. So, like, the British guy. Like, there's no way that's just a personality. Like, he would have to have seen it in TV or read it in a book or something. Well, then that kind of just brings you... I mean, we can go really into depth. Are we born with all knowledge and just not know it? We just haven't unlocked it yet? We haven't unlocked it? Because we're actually in a computer simulation? <laughs> I mean, we can go really deep with that. But I'm going to go with you. <laughs> The haunting and possession make a lot more sense to me than, like... Computer simulation? Yes. But, I mean, who knows? Who knows? I don't know. People do some fucked up shit in The Sims in SimCity, okay? I'm just throwing that out there. I have locked many of Sims in pools before, okay? You've drowned your Sims? Yeah. I wanted to see if their ghosts really did haunt the little properties, and it does, and it's creepy. You have ghosty Sims? I did way back, way back when like the Sims was a thing. But yes, way back in the high school days, you know, when computers first came out and AOL dial-up was a thing. You are a Sim murderer. I am. How 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 are we even friends? I wanted to see if they would actually don't drown their friends. You don't drown your Sim friends. Well, that wasn't my Sim friend. He was just a a Sim. Oh, they were just Sims. What if they really like had a soul? I mean, clearly they had a soul. It, it's running. Yeah, and haunted the property. But yeah, every once in a while, like when nighttime came out, you would see little shorts or like little t- tops of bodies walking around the yard. How many Sims did you kill? A couple. <laughs> <laughs> wow. A couple. We <laughs> <laughs> can't just kill one, then he's just alone. So you gotta have. Oh, so you're going to be friends, that ghost friend, Yeah. <laughs> you're going to be that murderer. Yeah, you well, can't here. be alone. You, here, have a friend. A friend. <laughs> Don't you worry. You won't be alone. <laughs> oh, so, my yeah. goodness. You're it's a thing. It happens. You are crazy. Mm-hmm. Fucking sin murder. Wow. Like, when you hear about it, when other people talk about it, you got to try it out to make sure it's real. Oh, God. And it was so sad because you could move their little urn around, right? Because they create an urn when they die. (laughs) (laughs) And depending on where the urn was, was where their little spirits haunted, right? But when your alive Sims would see the urn, they would just stop and cry. Like, bro, you didn't even know this Sim. What is your problem? Like, you just see an urn and you cry? But yes. What if they had a history? You don't know where he was 10 years from now? Or 10 years ago? No. Yeah, so that's the thing. Sim urns. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> a little simmering or a gravestone if they died outside it would be a little gravestone so yeah there was, there was a thing please tell and me ghosties. you did not move the gravestone no why would I move the gravestone I'm just saying No, well, you're concerned about me moving a gravestone now you're no longer concerned about me killing Sims oh no, no. We, we, please tell me you didn't dig the body up to make a ghostie I just feel like it's not right and some so how many what just a couple I mean, you had enough to have some urns and a couple of gravestones. No, I'm just telling you, like, that's that's how it worked. If they died on land, they were the little gravestone. If they died, like, in the house or something, it was a little urn. But they haunt. I'm just going to let you know they haunt. Anyways, back to split personality disorder. I still say, I don't know. That'd be one hell of a really wrinkly brain to come up with that many personalities. I always wondered if they didn't say it in the documentary, but after he passed away, did they... Like, examine his brain. Put that shit in a jar. I would really be curious as to if it was, like, a normal everyday brain or, you know, because, like, football players, they'll uh, examine their brains to see if they have that CTE thing where it pretty much kills their brain. That's my my story. That was a good one. I like that one. Split personality disorder. Uh, Tommy was the escape artist, and they said that he would get him out of, like, straight jackets and bust out of the crazy home state hospital like how how do you make that up you can't make that up billy probably couldn't even explain what a fucking straight jacket was tommy was very proud of himself when he escaped I'm sure he was <laughs> but I'm i would sure totally recommend going to watch that on uh netflix i feel like i need to read the book it's got a really high rating the book uh the minds of billy milligan yeah, it has like a 94%. The sister said that everything in the book is not true, but the majority of it is. Oh, so, you've got to put shit in there that's not true. Yeah, and a lot of people were thinking that because it was an orig- it was originally 10 personalities, that because they lost, the guy was writing the book, all of a sudden he had 24 personalities, and they thought that he they did that for the book purposes but the psychiatrist actually said one of the personalities said that the other 14 were called undesirables and nobody talks about them could you imagine being stuck in a body and then labeled as an undesirable and weren't able to like come out and express yourself but there's probably a reason for that probably they probably were like yeah but it's got a 5 out of 5 on Apple Books and a 4.3 out of something on 4.3 out of 5 on other platforms. So Cool. Might have to give that a read. It would probably be quite the ride. I would have to say so. I know the documentary was pretty pretty interesting. And if, if you're ever in Iowa, there's the Villisca house mm-hmm. that you can go check out if you want fucking creepy voices, six children, and evil entities harassing you. Just and don't don't entice them. Don't entice them. Don't get stabbed in nope. the chest. Yeah, don't say come at me, bro, because he probably will. You should walk in and be like, I'm a friend. Friends don't stab yeah. friends. Yeah, Let's friends play. don't stab friends. We can play. Yeah. There's a bear. Yeah, uh, some people bring toys, so I guess that would be a good. Bring a little race car. Something, a ball. There's a lot of balls in the house. I kept waiting for one to like just go bouncing across the floor. You know, no, like yeah. what happened to us. <laughs> <laughs> That was fun. That was a great episode. That was awesome. I hope you have fun editing it. Oh, I will. 
I'm yeah. a pro now. You are. I am. Now that I know that auto duck is not actual a duck quacking. It's not a duck quacking. No ducks. Different kind of duck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But um, if you guys want, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Discord, mm-hmm. Patreon. You can listen to us on various platforms across various things. Apple, Spotify, we're everywhere except for Simland. I, Sarah kills Simland. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, we're not. We're not on the Sims yet. Just you <laughs> wait. Yep, that's that's what I look at. Um, Discord. Sabrina posted finally her Halloween house pictures on Discord. That's the only place you're gonna find them. So if you want to see them, come join our Discord. I decided to make it just a Discord thing. Yeah. We need more love on our Discord. And it's easy. It's an easy platform to talk and share ideas. Mm-hmm. Our podcast episodes are on there. Mm-hmm. So hop in. Hop on. If you need the link, send us an email or, oh, yeah, email. We have email. CoffeeChaosChatter at gmail.com. And all of that is on our website. CoffeeChaosChatter.com. <laughs> so, yeah, just hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, or email, and we can get you a link to the Discord it's not a private server, so you can even search in the Discord website for us and join it that way. But yeah, we're going to start using that a lot more. It's just easier to maintain and share ideas. All right. Did I miss anything? Uh, next week, tune in next week. We're going to have a special guest. Woo-hoo. You're not going to no miss time. it. Not <laughs> it's going to be miss random. It. It's going to be so random, and I'm so excited. Is she going to bring her mug of beer as well? Uh, I'm pretty sure she's just going to be drinking out of a bottle. Okay. She is Irish. Hey, I'm not, no judgment here. Oh, no. No I might get a bottle. I mean, we may just need to get a bottle. Yo-ho, yo-ho. Bud Light Club motto. (laughs) (laughs) Just get you a six-pack and be like. They don't have them. Well, yeah, they do, actually. Uh, I think they have four packs and then, like, the big ones. We'll get you, like, two big ones. Two big ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time, lovely people of Coffee Cash Chatter. Bye. Bye. Ooh, that was like in tune. Bye.